Amen. Well, let's stand together. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Those that are watching on Facebook, welcome. We're so glad to have you. We're going to have a great time tonight. Amen. 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 We're going to pray and then we're going to worship for a little while and get ready. Open up your hearts. Open up your minds. God's going to have a, God has a word for you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for what you're going to do, what you're going to release in this house tonight. Father, our hearts are open and ready to receive. Father, we thank you for, for what you've done, what you're doing now, and what you're going to do. Father, we're deciding tonight that we're crossing over into a new era, into a new season, into a new realm of your spirit. Father, we're leaving the past behind and we're marching forward. And Father, we thank you that you're leading us and you're guiding us. And Father, we thank you for these radical women who have come together to contend and to fight for their family, who have said, I'm not going to give up, I'm going to move forward, who was not going to sink back in the because of culture, but who are going to uh, step up in this season. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your anointing is already here and your spirit's hovering. And Father, we just ask you to, to, to send us more of your presence tonight. Send us more of your power tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. come on, let's worship together tonight. Hallelujah. You're welcome to come to the front if you'd like to. Put your hands together tonight. Jesus, you are here. Aren't you glad he's here? Father, we worship you tonight. Here we go. God is fighting for us. Yeah, God is fighting for us. God is on our side. He has overcome. Yes. He has overcome, we will not be shaken, we will not be moved. Jesus, you are here. Come on, carrying our burdens and carrying our burdens, covering our shame. He has overcome, he has overcome. We will not be shaken, we will not be moved. Jesus, you are here. Come on, let's declare, I will live.
I will declare and lift you high. Christ revealed and I am healed in Jesus' name. Come on, you believe that tonight? Yeah, you're healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I'll put those hands together tonight. We've come to make a statement to the enemy that he's defeated, that he's under our feet. The blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, you got to go back to hell where you came from. We're here to declare that we will live. We will not die. We will declare the word of the Lord over our nation, over our families, over our cities. Devil, we've had enough of you uh, antagonizing. We've had enough of you uh, fear-mongering. We stand against you by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise tonight. Come on, lift up your voice tonight. Yeah. Come on, God is fighting for us. God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy's defeated. And we will shout it out, shout it out. God is, and God is fighting for us. Pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, the enemy's defeated. Come on, give the Lord a praise tonight. Aren't you glad he's defeated tonight? We just declare it tonight that, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Yeah. I will not die. I will declare and lift you high. Christ revealed and I am healed in Jesus' name. 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 Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get this fixed real quick before we go. That's one, two. We're going to get this fixed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah 
my weapon is a melody. Come on, I raise a hallelujah. And I raise a hallelujah. And heaven comes to fight for me. And I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the King is alive. Oh yes he is, he's alive tonight. Come on, I raise, and I raise a hallelujah. With everything inside of me. With everything inside of me. Come on, with everything I raise. And I raise a hallelujah. Come on, I will watch the darkness flee. I will watch the, the darkness, darkness flee. I raise. And I raise a hallelujah. Yeah, in the middle of the mystery. I raise and I raise a hallelujah. Come on, fear your loss. Fear you lost your hold on me. Oh, I'm gonna sing and I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Yeah. We raise a hallelujah. We raise a hallelujah. Oh, sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Oh, sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. So we're gonna sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Oh, sing a little louder. Sing a little louder. Yeah, sing a little louder. Sing a little louder, oh, sing a little louder, sing a little louder, oh, sing a little louder, in the presence of my enemy, gonna sing a little louder, louder than the oh, sing a little louder, my weapon is a melody, yeah, sing a little louder, In the middle of the storm, louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar up from the ashes. Hope will arise, death is defeated, the king is alive. Oh, I'm gonna sing in the middle, in the middle of a storm. Yeah, louder and louder. 
patience, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. And I raise a hallelujah. Come on, I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. In the middle of everything that's going on, I'm a raising a hallelujah. I raise a holly and I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. I'm gonna raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. And I raise a hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, just lift your hands across the room. God is fighting your battles right now. While you're in this room, God is working all things for your good. Because he loves you. Because he loves you. Oh, how he loves you. Oh, oh. Raise a hallelujah. I raise, I raise a hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah, yeah, and I raise, hallelujah, I raise, come on, give the Lord your hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I searched the world. It couldn't fill me. Empty praise, treasures that fade are never enough. Come on, till you, till you came along and put me back together. Every desire is now satisfied. Now satisfied. Here in your love. Here in your love. Oh, yeah. declare it better than you oh, there's, there's nothing, nothing better than you lord there's nothing nothing is better than you aren't you glad nothing is better than him oh i'm not afraid come on and i'm not afraid Show you my weakness, failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all, and you still call me friend. Come on, aren't you glad? The God of the mountain, 
is the God of the valley. There's not a place your mercy, your mercy and grace won't find me again. Oh, there's nothing better than oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing, nothing is better than you. We're gonna declare this tonight. You turn morning, you turn morning to dancing. You give beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. Oh, you turn into armies yeah you turn seas into highways you're the only one who can you're the only one who can you're the only one who can, who can. better than you there's nothing come on tell them tonight Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right there. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Come on, give him the praise right there. Come on, clap your hands, everybody, if you're thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to mention this before we go any further, that you're here for such a time as this because God has a word for you. And I don't care what you're fighting or what you're going through. God knows, and he knows what you need and the time in which you need to break through. And your breakthrough is not contingent on your time frame. It's contingent on his time frame. And he's here tonight to lead you forward into breakthrough. God's going to shift some things tonight. I said God's going to shift some things tonight. So, Father, we're expectant. Just lift your hands. Father, we're expectant to sh for you to shift some areas in our life, Father. Financially, physical, uh, things that are that have been held up for a long time. Father, we thank you that you're the God of breakthrough. You're the breaker, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on, thank him for it tonight. Father, we thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. We lift you high tonight. Oh, yeah. And I've tried so hard to see it. Took me so long to believe it. That you choose someone like me. 
to carry your victory. Perfection could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve and you take the broken things and raise them to glory. You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. Come on, you crown me. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place. Undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. Yes, he has. Oh, and now I can finally see it teaching me how to receive it so let all the striving see this is my victory yeah you are my champion come on giants fall giants fall when you stand undefeated every battle you've won come on i am i am who you say i am you crown me with confidence i am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all come on aren't you glad he's conquered it all tonight Oh, yes, he has. We celebrate your victory. Yes, we do. We have victory. When I lift my voice. When I lift my voice and shout. Every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. Well, you have the authority. Jesus has given me. When I open my mouth. When I open up my mouth. Miracles start breaking out. I have the authority. Jesus has given me. Come on, when I lift my voice. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. Come on, declare everybody. Jesus. Jesus has given me. open up my mouth. When I open up my mouth, miracles start Jesus has given me. Oh, yes, you do. You are my champion. Come on, giants fall. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you won. I am who you say. I am who you say I am. 
crown me with confidence. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place, undefeated. By the power of your name, I am seated in the heavenly place, undefeated. With the one who has conquered it all, has conquered it all. Thank you, Jesus. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. That's all that I know. <laughs> That's all that I know is victory is mine. And victory is yours. I said victory is yours. Victory is yours. Come on, victory is yours. Come on, victory is yours. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. 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 Oh, we honor you, Jesus. Magnificent God. Magnificent God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Come on, just sing a song to the Lord right there where you are. We worship you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. Awesome God, holy King. You're worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Worthy of our praise. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. He's worthy, and worthy is the Lamb. 
worthy is the Lamb. You are holy, holy.
holy and holy are you lord god almighty worthy is the lamb worthy is the lamb you are just a moment, if you physically can. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Grab your neighbor's hand if you're comfortable doing so. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you play me something uh, light and Thank you, Lord. 
something that happens when women come together in unified stance. There's a power that's released. There's a synergy that's released when women come together to stand for their family, for their jobs, for their businesses, for their ministries. When they come together, and I'm not talking about just a casual woman. I'm talking about a, a fierce woman. A woman who is sick of having to deal with crap and issues, all these issues, and, and it's family stuff and work stuff and you're trying to figure out how to pay this bill and pay that bill and trying to figure out how to get the kids off to school and how to get them to chill out and you're sitting there and you're you're going crazy. The Lord comes tonight to you to say be still and know that I am God in the sisterhood that there's power in the sisterhood. And when you drop your wall and when she drops her wall and when there's no competition and when you just decide to say, you know what, I'm full of flaws, she's full of flaws, and you drop all the pretentiousness and, the, and you just say, you know what, I just need a fresh encounter with Jesus. And that's why we're here tonight. That's why we've come. Because you've done all you could in your strength. Right. You've done all you could in your strength. And now it's time to relinquish it and say, God, you've got to do it. My kids are driving me crazy. My husband's driving me crazy. My boyfriend's driving, whatever it is. My job's driving me nuts. I've I, I got to release it to you tonight. So as we're linked up right now, I'm going to pray this prayer. Father, right now, in Jesus' name, I come against every spirit that will the lying spirit, a lie accuser of the brethren that would try, or the sisterthren uh, that will try to come in and cause division amongst the women in the body of Christ. Father, I thank you that you you have 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 shown shines your light on the body of Christ, and you're asking for the women to stand. Who will be counted in this end time revival? Who will be counted? Who will be the warrior? And the Lord says, I'm coming mightily. I want you to roar. Women, women, I want you to roar. I want to hear your prayers. I want to see you on the front line. I'm, the Lord says, I'm raising up a, 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 a company of women who aren't afraid to look the devil square in the eye and send him back to hell where he came from. So right now, I just declare victory over each lady here. I declare breakthrough right now in the name of Jesus over every single family that's represented here. Devil, we, we, we capture you in the spirit and we throw you back under our feet. You will not uh, harass, intimidate, make women feel inferior any longer. But God, we thank you that you're crowning each lady in this room with holy confidence right now in the name of Jesus. 
The spirit of intimidation is being broken yeah. off of you right now in the name of Jesus. You have a voice. You have a future. Yeah. You are kingdom woman. Yes. We thank you right now for empowering each woman right now in this place. Those women that are watching. Thank you for healing abuse right now in Jesus name. Thank you for healing abuse right now in Jesus name. In Jesus name. The enemy has come to some of you and whispered lies to you. He touched you. He molested you. He raped you. Whatever he did to you, send those thoughts back to the enemy. Send it back to hell. The Lord is here, here to heal you right now. Right now. Father, I thank you for rele to re that you're releasing healing right now to every wounded heart, every wounded mind right now in Jesus' name. And you're raising radical women up. Radical women. We declare that these women are radical for their families in the spirit realm. Father, they're frontline women. They're frontline women who are ready to war, Father, who are ready to take back their communities, God. Take back their families, God. Take back their jobs, God. Father, we thank you. We thank you right now. Now just drop the hands and raise your hands. And Father, just begin to receive the Father's love right where you are. Deliverance is taking place right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now. You're breaking off curses, word curses right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you're breaking them off right now. Right now, we declare freedom in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Go in deep, Holy Spirit. Go in deep. Remove it. Remove it. Every hateful word, every, uh, uh, every hateful action, reaction, every face that they remember, Father, that in their past that causes them to have pain and hurt. Father, remove the imagery. Remove the imagery in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare these ladies are ladies of victory, ladies of faith, ladies of breakthrough, that they have the breaker's anointing in the name of Jesus. We declare the favor of the Lord upon each one of them right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise with me. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, God is good, huh? I'm going to read you a scripture. You can be seated for a moment. Read you a scripture. Thank you, Jesus. I want to encourage you. Um, if you don't already have this book, you need to get it. It's called um, Doorkeepers of Revival uh, by my friend, Pastor Kim Owens. And uh, I want you to get this book. You go to their website, uh, doorkeepersofrevival.com. Um, you need to read this. We're on the precipice of a major outpouring of God. And you're going to be a part of it. Amen. Well, Amen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A lot of religions tell the women to shut up and to sit down. Amen. There's a, there's a, there's a, oh, well, we ain't, we don't do that around here. We're raising up radical women. Amen. Read this to you. Isaiah 60 says this, rise up in splendor and be radiant for your light has dawned. I want to say I'm radiant. I'm radiant. And Yahweh's glory now streams from you. Look carefully. Look carefully. Darkness blankets the earth 
and thick gloom covers the nations, but Yahweh arises upon you and the brightness of his glory appears over you. Come on, say, I'm radiant. And nations will be attracted to your radiant light and kings to the sunrise glory of your new day. Lift up your eyes higher and look all around you and believe for your sons are returning from far away and your daughters are being tenderly carried home and watch as they all gather together, eager to come back to you. That's what God is doing right now. He's bringing families together. He's restoring the father and the mother. Is restoring the children back to the father and the mother. Amen. So I want you to know tonight that God brought you here for such time to hear the word of the Lord, to hear that you're radical and that you're radiant. Amen. And I don't care what a man has told you, what a man hasn't told you. You know this. Your daddy yeah. says you're loved, you're yeah. valued, yeah. that he believes in you, and you still have a future. Amen. That God isn't through with you. So I want to welcome you to the gathering place. <laughs> so glad that you're here. And we're so happy to have the Bilbo's with us tonight. We love them so much. And um, uh, mom's going to come. Sarah's going to come here and the mom's going to come. But before we uh, give it to Sarah, I want to mention this about the Bilbo's. How many of you guys have ever heard Pastor, Pastor Bev or Bethany? Or Good, good, good. Two of us. Three of us. Well, four, five, five of us. Um, these guys... Uh, uh, have gone have been with me since I was right out of high school. We met them um, at an event, and um, and I went and, I went and, and uh, went to be a youth pastor at this church. And uh, it's been when we kind of got a little closer. And uh, I was le- I left that 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 particular job and was hurt and and upset and things just didn't go the way I thought they were going to go. Amen. Um, went longer than what they should have, but um, these guys were the only folks that really kept up with me. And that loved me and stood with me and prayed with me. And it probably wasn't for their prayers. Of course, my mom's prayers, we wouldn't be here today. They would call us at the last minute, hey. Why don't you come over here? Come to New Orleans. We're having a women's conference. We need your help. Okay. We'd get in the car and we'd run over there. You know. We wouldn't have money to pay for the hotel. Don't worry about it. We got it. Okay. Those are, that's genuine pastor. That's a general, general, genuine pastoral heart. That looks beyond the faults and looks beyond but sees you like Christ will sees you and wants to pour into you when nobody else will. And um, and so I just want to publicly thank you guys. And Brandon and Bethany. Just met Josh. So, um, But we've had such a... Uh, they've been so amazing. And um, I remember watching them when I was in high school. Preaching at Brownsville. At Deborah. Uh, whatever that was called. Uh, Wake Deborah. I remember watching Pastor Bev. It was on. And, and so... Along the line, I knew at some point I would meet them, and we did, and the rest is history, basically. And so we've, we're, like I told my, my folks Sunday, it was at their women's conference where I'd get a bunch of prophetic words and, you know, 
uh, Fuchsia Pickett prayed over us at the last com women's conference in the New Orleans location, I think it was. And, um, and so it was just moments like that that God just brought it together. And so I'm thankful for you guys, and I love you all so much. We're glad to have you guys. In fact, they were here when we first moved into yeah. Yeah. this location. We had the platform over here. And so that was October of 20-something. And um, we're so glad to have them. So let's give them a great big we love you. God bless you. We're going to uh, take up an offering after service tonight for them. And so give big. I'm giving big tonight. I want to encourage you to do the same thing because God, and when you plant in good soil, man, I tell you, the heavens open. Heavens are already open over them. And so if you want the heavens opened over your life, just sow into it. God, God opens the heavens. Amen. Sir, let's welcome Sarah as she comes to transition our service tonight. Good evening, ladies. Are y'all excited? I know it's been a minute now. <laughs> God, I, can't. I know. We're so excited you guys are here. Are you ready to have a good time? All you radical women, right? So I just have to take a moment and buy a vowel right now because you guys look great. You look anticipated. You look hungry. You look excited. I promise you, Pastor and I did not speak today, but when he said it's a shift in a defining moment, this is your line in the sand, okay? When he talks about a mile marker and a monument that you'll look back and say, that evening changed my life. And I thought all week when they asked me if I would do this, and I'm rusty, I ain't gonna lie to you, but I was like, God, remind me of some women now who were like just real significant and incredible okay the esters the marys the rahabs the deborahs the hannahs okay i could go on and on and on and then what i would say most recently the eleanor roosevelt's the anne franks the rosa parks the marie curry's the amelia Earhart's. i mean history reminds us over and over and over again how women are on the forefront of what he is trying to do in defining their region, changing the fiber of a country, starting a movement, okay? People say that the female is some of his most beautifully creative work, his finishing touch, if you will. I'd have to like brush up on my creation story, but I'm pretty sure he went back and said, wait a minute, and then he created woman. I mean, right? Sorry, fellas. But it's because we're soft when we need to be. We're compassionate. We're nurturing. We're loving. We're forgiving. Do you know what I'm saying? And in the same stroke, we are tenacious and we're hardworking and we're resilient and we are just indestructible. It's because that's how he created us. The song that said, I am who you say I am. You are who he says you are. Not who your job says you are, not who your scale says you are, not who your doctor says you are, not who your financial bracket says you are. You are who he says that you are. So then look what he told me, right? Some of you don't know me from a hole in the wall, and it's okay, we're going to get to know each other. But he said, Sarah, you roam the earth, because I was like, man, how incredible it would be to know those women, right, firsthand. He said, you walk the earth with a Peggy and an Anne Marie and a Marilyn, and a Mary, and a Tana. And for those of you whose names I do not know and hope I will get to know eventually, this is all inclusive, okay? 
you are destined for greatness and we stand in awe of that this evening right it's going to be a moment you're going to look back and say that night changed my life so i'm not going to pray over you because pastor already did that but i seal that in the name of jesus and all the incredibleness that's represented here tonight well i'll tell them god every idea every goal every dream every promise you're choosing this evening to make good on it and to start a new thing in these women here tonight so i'm excited it's going to be a good time i want to go over a couple things with you real quick before we start and let me get my little paper out because (laughs) so if you need anything while you're here right a water a tissue a cough drop a pen i don't care you need it you let us know all right there's some some gathering place ladies around here who will help you tana i know you will alexis myself whatever you need miss miss uh, robin and miss diane so we want to remind you of the open heavens conference it's coming up in june okay the 24th through the 27th there'll be more information on that as we get closer to time so keep your ear to the ground for that and then in september we have another women's event planned for you it's going to be uh the 24th through the 26th so it'll be like women's event extra large right it'll be even bigger and greater than this one so make plans to be a part of that everybody say get excited get involved don't let it pass you by right well ladies that's all that's all they're gonna let me do tonight no i'm kidding but probably the most important thing i could do tonight is introduce you to the hostess of our evening when you talk about women who are on the forefront of something that god is doing okay all the lives that are represented here tonight that are going to affect this area and wherever you may live maybe you drove a little ways or you know you live out of town whatever the case may be she is right in the driver's seat okay she's the visionary and the brains behind this evening i mean it doesn't get more she has the ability to love you and see potential in you when you do not even see it in yourself and i firsthandedly have experienced that in my life and i mean i'll just tell you even while i'm standing here now she was like you can do it and i was like i don't know about that but she's the first mama around here and we love her and we appreciate her please welcome mrs patricia ortiz kaufman you guys want to get the podium pastor i need it i need it oh i'm sorry come on get with it son um Sarah already said everything I wanted to say. Uh, I'm getting ready to introduce two incredible women. Give her room to walk. Um, yeah. And, uh, oh, y'all like my shoes? <laughs> Sarah's already said everything I want. I was going to share, but I wanted you to know that if you're sitting here, you're a radical woman. Being radical doesn't mean that you jump up and down and you scream and you're ho- you holler and you scream out in tongues and you just go wild. It just means that you know who you are in Christ. Um, it means that you have all the tools in your life 
to take care of any circumstance that comes in your way. It means that you can stand up and tell the devil to get his face out of your house. And I mean, you can say that in no uncertain terms. You just say, I'm tired of you. You get on out of here. Okay? Now, no more pity parties. No more saying, I can't. No more saying, I don't have the money for this or I don't have the money for that. You don't want your children hearing you say that. When you do that, that puts a spirit of poverty mentality upon them, and you don't want to do that. Boy, I think I'm going into preaching. Anyhow, I'm going to stop. I, I, I want Pastor Beverly to come up here and Bethany to come up here. They have a lot of product back there, and this woman has seen it all. <laughs> Haven't you, Pastor Bev? She has seen it all. And when she's come face to face with Jezebel, she's come face to face with the devil, and she flat told him what to do with it. And they don't want to mess with her anymore. So y'all stand up and give a great big old Texas welcome to these New Orleans ladies. Thank you. Love you. Oh, I thank you, I had to wear my boots to Texas, y'all. Y'all can be seated. <laughs> um, we, were, we were going to sing, but we just feel the presence of the Lord. It, it's so heavy in here that we just feel to bypass the singing. You know, if, if the Lord hits us to do that a little bit later, we'll sing something later on. But we're going to move on into the word. And let me just say, we love this family. If my memory serves me correct, um, it was in the year 2000, 1999 or 2000 when we first met. And uh, it's been a long time. And uh, we've walked together. And we not only love Pastor uh, John, but we love uh, Jeff. And, and then we met the mama later. We met the boys first. <laughs> and we've grown to love her as well. So thank you so much. Um, as a pastor myself, you don't trust your pulpit to just anyone. And so I consider it an honor to have the privilege to minister here. I, during worship, I was sitting here thinking, it didn't look like this when we were here last time. I think the stage was over there. I, and, I'm, uh, and so I was, then you got up and, and said that. I was like, I was trying to uh, get it all in my uh, bearings here because it's been quite a few years. How many years you been here? Pastoring. Six. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I've been um, seeking the Lord about what to share, and we're doing something. We don't do this really often in a, a ministry service setting. We do on one of our broadcasts. We have kind of like tag team roundtable discussions on Wednesday nights, and, and we all minister together. But tonight, my daughter Bethany and I are both going to be bringing forth the word. And don't worry, we're not going to be here all night. Everybody just say, Okay, we're not going to be here all night, okay? But um, we're going to uh, share a couple of different things here. I'm going to begin sharing, and then I'm going to turn the microphone to my daughter, and she's got a powerful word to share with you tonight, and we're just going to see where the Holy Spirit takes us. But while we were in worship, God began to speak a word to me that, um, that, that there 
are people in this room tonight and or watching, whether you're watching on the Gathering Place website or our website, because we've trans we've shared everything. So wherever you're watching from tonight, I don't know. But there are people that your cry has been, God, take me back to the way it was before the pandemic. Take me back to normal. Well, well, what is normal? What is normal? First of all, you can talk to anyone, and uh, and we have uh, many friends, and I might be need to clarify what I'm fixing to say, but many friends who are um, licensed as therapists, not because we need them, but maybe we do. But anyway, so I wanted to clarify that, but it's not so much, but, but we minister alongside with them and we have them come in, uh, and share and ministry from our church because there's so many hurting, broken people. And so we let the Holy Spirit do his work and we let spirit filled, uh, counselors help with the other aspect, but they will tell you that there's no such thing as normal. It all depends on your definition of normal. The reality is all of us came from some level of dysfunction. So it levels the playing field. None of us are better than the other. We've all got issues. And we all came from people who had issues and who didn't know what they were doing when they were raising us. But with a hope and a prayer, they, they, they trusted that they were doing the right thing along the way as they helped to form our lives and our mindsets of things as we were uh, growing up. And so, um, I just want to, I wanted to say that and I want to challenge you and encourage you because the Lord said, don't ask me to bring you back. To the way it was and let's guard our mouths that we don't even use that expression to say because it's a tendency oh i just wish it was the way it used to be so aggravated with these crazy masks i don't even think they work and then other ones are like oh we got to have the mask we need two we need three and we need four. we need six masks on and the holy ghost and then we're going to be okay you know and, and so we've got a myriad of thinking even within the body of christ okay and so and that's that's up to you and god and your uh where you are nobody's here to criticize or critique anybody because God works with each of us where we are as long as we are yielded vessels to him. He comes in and works with us right where we are. But God told me to encourage you tonight, actually to tell you tonight, stop asking him to take you back to the way it was. Instead, ask him, what is it that you have for me in my future? And where are you taking me? When I look at, um, I have I have struggled and struggled. They've listened to me drive the whole way over here in the back seat. I'm saying I just don't have clarity. I just don't have clarity. I just don't know. And I and I kept saying to myself, Holy Spirit, I guess you're going to give it to me when I get there because I just don't have clarity. But I got clarity right now, and it came about 25 minutes ago. Clarity came. You know, I love to preach about Elijah and Elisha and the mantle and the mantle that was passed down. I know that if you have come out here in still an ongoing pandemic on a Friday night and you've come to this gathering that you are here because you're hungry for God and you know that this man of God and this house represents and stands for the supernatural flow of the Holy Spirit and the five-fold ministry. So you've come here because you're wanting the more. 
And so as you're wanting the more, it makes you think of the prophets in the Old Testament and reflect to them and reflect on the things that we've learned from them. And in the story of Elijah and Elisha, you know, Elisha left everything in pursuit of what he didn't really know. He, he knew that he felt the anointing from Elijah the prophet. And he knew, I want what he has. And he didn't even understand the cost that was involved for him to have what Elijah had. But he not only, he, he wanted to, he asked for a double portion. When my husband's preaching, my husband always says, I bet if he had said he wanted a triple or a quadruple or a, or a quintuple, whatever kind, he would have said that he wanted, that God would have honored that and would have given that to him. Because as our faith is, so be it. And as our faith is, so we declare and speak forth. And then we can call it forth into our now. And so what I'm challenging you with is that you not be trying to uh, go back to the way it was, you know. In the Old Testament, there, the Bible even said that they, they uh, I don't remember the passage right now, but said don't even turn your head back to the plow again. Elisha left his family. He left his career, so he had no promise of financial income. He wasn't waiting on a stimulus check or anything else. He had no promise of finances. But he left everything that had been his norm and that was his comfort zone to run after the anointing and the flow of the Holy Spirit because he was so desperate for a move of God. He was desperate for something fresh. He was desperate for something new. Our souls are crying out for a move of the Holy Spirit. Our souls are crying out for that that we've never even tasted and seen and experienced before. We don't know. You know, it's an unknown situation, but when you trust when you put your trust in God, it's easy to leave behind everything that was comfortable to us, everything that was our norm, so that we can run to him and say, Holy Spirit, I yield to you. I don't know what it is you've got for me, but I'm yielding to you. And I'm not going to just ask for a double portion. I'm asking you for more, 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 all that you have for me. Fill me up, Father, so that then I can be equipped to fill others up because I yielded to you and I said yes to your purpose and yes to your will. And so that, that's the first thing that I wanted to share tonight. And then if, if I can get my iPad open again, I just want to hit on a few things before Bethany comes to bring forth the word. And I know that the word she has got is pertinent for, for us tonight. And I can't wait for her to share. But I, I want to just ask you tonight, what you been thinking? What you been thinking on? Where's your thought life? Read you some statistics, and you can research these yourself, if, but I, I'm going to give them to you because I did it homework already. We have 48 thoughts every 60 seconds. 48 thoughts every 60 seconds. Every minute, you have 48 thoughts. 
That's hard to think about, isn't it? Did you catch that? <laughs> we have 3,300 thoughts every hour. We have 70,000 thoughts every 24-hour period. That's a lot of thoughts. I really can't even, my mind can't even process that, even though I have studied this extensively. And so when you go in the Bible, and the Bible says, a double-minded man is unstable in all, not just part of his ways, but in all of his ways. We understand in the writings of, of Paul in the New Testament that the enemy is hurling fiery darts our way all the time. And those darts are thoughts. All of Paul's epistles, he talks about the war that's going on in our mind. In the book of James, it goes a little further and says that there's a warring in my members. There's a war that's constantly going on. I guess so, with all those thoughts coming our way. So now we're faced with a decision. It's up to you and I to cast down every thought that does not edify Christ. Casting down imaginations. And everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We have that responsibility. And all these whirlwinds of thoughts are coming our way all the time. I was speaking to one of those therapists in our church one day about a young man in our congregation who was struggling with, um, uh, it was either ADD or ADHD. I think it was ADHD. And his parents were so frustrated with him. He wasn't, um, uh, it just wasn't excelling in school, just wasn't. And so I was talking to this therapist about it. I said, I don't know a whole lot about that you know, uh, that condition. And so she said, well, it's, if you could imagine, she said, you know how when you go into a department store and, and there are several different televisions on, and a lot of times nowadays, you know, when you go in, they'll have all the TVs on the same station. But if all of those TVs were on different stations, she said, that's what that child sees. That's what you see when you have ADHD. So they have to make a choice. They're, it makes them nervous. And it, they have to make a choice of which one are they going to focus on. Am I going to focus on this one? Or am I going to focus on that one? Or am I going to focus on the other one? Now, I'm not saying we all have ADHD, but what I am saying is we all have 70,000 thoughts every 24-hour period. And without us consecrating ourselves, allowing the Holy Spirit to transform and renew our mind, our thought processes will not edify Christ, and they're going to take us around a road of destruction. So God has equipped us with everything we will ever need to walk in victory and empowered us. To be able to tune into, that's why we've got to have discernment in our life. We've got to let the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit be in operation in our life so that we can walk in discernment and with discernment that the Holy Spirit can show us these are the thoughts to dwell on. In Philippians, it says, think on these things. Whatsoever things are pure, lovely, just, a virtue. There's a whole list of them there. 
of the thoughts we are supposed to think on. So that's the first thing that the Lord told me to tell you. How many of you around here, you've been around people that are hunters, and you know that when they're a hunter, sometimes they use a shotgun. And a shotgun, as opposed to a rifle, when a shotgun shell shoots out, it's got little little bullets that go every which direction, like little pellets that go every which direction. Tonight, you're getting a shotgun sermon. So if you're ADHD, great. You're in a great place to be able to catch all of this tonight. It's going to be a fun ride, okay? So we, we're talking, first thing I wanted to point out was what the Holy Spirit spoke to me sitting here was, stop asking God to take you back to the past. Leave the past in the past. He's got a great future, an amazing destiny ahead of you. And you don't want to miss that because you're so stuck on the past and turning back to the plow and going back to the way it used to be. Let go of that. Let go of that. That will prevent you from walking in the fullness that God has for you. Do what Elisha did. Drop it all that you can receive a mantle you can change the world you can we are world changers we're radical women and we're not holding back for anybody or anything the only thing that's going to stop us is us and it would be our mindset on our ministry lately we've been just constantly flowing on different aspects dealing with the mind and the mindsets you know let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. I can't take on his mind if I'm filled with the thoughts and the issues of this world. I've got to yield to the process and ask the Holy Spirit to help me. So I know there are people here today that just like us, we're pastors, but we're facing uncertainties. I can't tell you, I can't tell you who's going to show up at our church Sunday. I can't tell you if the ones who have never yet stepped foot into a building of a, a church building since the pandemic began will show up this Sunday. I can't tell you. They might be watching me right now. Would y'all come on back to church? Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. There's, there's power when we come together in the corporate body and we worship together. I have a lot of uncertainties in my life, but at least it's not a boring walk. And I made a decision years ago to yield to the process. Holy Spirit, I've had to navigate my way through all kind of craziness. And I just say, Holy Spirit, lead me. You know, that's one of the things that the Holy Spirit will do when you have a relationship with him. Is he, he goes before you and he orders your steps. The Lord will make your path straight. And you won't walk through these uncertain times alone. To so some of you, the, the challenges, and I know your hearts have been broken. Ours has too. We both had COVID, and the Lord healed us, and we came through it, but we've lost relatives to COVID as well, you know? So we've, we've been through the uncertain issues, you know, that others have been through. Our finances, personally and within our ministry, have been affected by COVID, just like every other ministry around the world. We've got uncertainties just like you do, but if I sat there... And did what uh, 
Pastor Pat was saying a while ago, and I had a pity party, I'm not going to accomplish anything. And as she so, I love what she shared, because I'm all about the generations and legacy. And she said, you don't let your children, your grandchildren, your family, your coworkers see you groveling in that place with a poverty mentality, but make a decision. Get rid of that thought. Those are the thoughts to get rid of. And grasp the thoughts of the promises of God, commit them to your heart, and determine to wage a war with the promises God has given you because he's got great days ahead for you. I'm going to share a couple of scriptures before uh, Bethany comes up um, from a passage that I love to to preach out of, Ezekiel 12. I'm going to read beginning with verse 21. We'll read a few verses here. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, I'm in Ezekiel 12, verse 21. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, what is that proverb that you have in the land of Israel, saying, the days are prolonged, and every vision faileth. Now, what in the world does that mean? It means, man, these are some long days. And it seems like this season we are in will never end. And every vision has failed. There's no prophetic utterances that are coming forth. You know, many times you'll read in the Old Testament and it'll say uh, that that there was no voice to be spoken. There was no prophetic voice that had risen up. Nobody was speaking into the situation. Nobody was causing and effecting a change to take place in the spirit realm. That's what it's talking about. The days are prolonged and every vision faileth. But tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb cease. God's about to shut some mouths. That's what that's saying. God's going to shut them up. They've been decreeing and declaring negativity, doom and gloom, damnation to the world. Nobody can get out of this. Nothing's going to change. You know? My, uh, um, my, my husband, sometimes he, and I keep referring to him because, you know, we're kind of close. <laughs> and and he, he sometimes he'll go back. There's only a few of you in here that will know what I'm talking about, and you may not admit it. But there used to be this show called Hee Haw. <laughs> the corniest show ever. <laughs> but it was all that was on TV. In those days, we only had three channels, which we turned the stations with the wire pliers. Because I don't know what happened. Nobody had knobs on their TVs. Nobody. And they would sing this song, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. That's what we're hearing right now, y'all. And guess what I'm talking about? I'm not just talking about from news media. I'm talking about we're hearing it from some people that are so-called Christians, believers, preachers, some of them even call themselves prophets. Tell them, therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I will make this proverb to cease 
and they shall no more use it as a proverb in Israel, but say unto them, the days are at hand, hallelujah, and the effect, that means the impact and the turnaround and the breakthrough of every vision. It's at hand. The breakthrough, the turnaround of every vision is at hand. For there shall be no more any vain vision nor flattering divination within the house of Israel. For I am the Lord and I will speak. And the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, no more delays. No more delays. It shall be no more prolonged. No more delays. Are you Peggy somebody? You? And you're a minister? Yeah, okay. I'm friends with you on Facebook, huh? Oh, man, I just see the Holy Ghost all over you. And I feel like the prophetic and the, the discernment in you, what God's telling me, discernment in you is about to intensify. And while there have been uh, opportunities that have been lost in this last season, an abundant of, abundance of opportunities are about to be open yes. unto you. And the Holy Spirit's going before you to prepare the way. And to those that have had their heads, as the scripture says, hard as adamant as flint, hard-headed is what it says in Jeremiah, that you have run into that. And God's saying he's going to cause them to change and he's going to cause them to, to open up and to be receptive to the words that he has put in your mouth to speak and deliverance will come. In fact, this is going on. The hard-headedness is with people very close to you. It's very close to you. I, I believe it's people within your family unit that there are people that have not been open and willing and ready to receive to give you the respect for the authority of the role that the Father has placed you in and also that they have not been willing and ready to receive the word of the Lord as you brought it forth. But as you seek the face of the Lord, he's going to begin to give you clarity on new approaches, new approaches and new ways to reach them and he's going to soften those hardened hearts. It's in the book of Jeremiah. If you haven't looked at it, research that. I encourage you to research that. You may have already. But if you haven't, it talks about they're, they're hard-headed. It doesn't say it that way, but it says it uses the word that they're, um, their heads are uh, as flint. They're hard as flint. That's the essence of what it means. It, says it, it, it even told, I, I did a research on this because... What it actually says is, don't look at their faces. And I feel like that God's telling me to break this down to you. When my husband and I first began flowing in the prophetic, we've grown up, thankfully, with an amazing heritage in a spirit-filled life and church and parents that were Holy Ghost parents and wonderful upbringing. But years ago, we were introduced to the fact that it was not a three-piece a threefold ministry of just pastors, evangelists, and teachers, because that's what we thought. And we were around the moving of the Spirit, and we saw miracles happen. But we didn't know there was a fivefold ministry. And when we came to it, 
We went to dinner one night with a prophet who we highly esteemed, and we asked him if you had one piece of advice to give us as we're beginning to learn how to step out and flow in the prophetic and minister to people, what would that piece of advice be? And he said, don't look at their faces. And I said, what, what do you mean by that? He said, because a lot of times the word God gives you has such clarity that it's hitting on deep things in their spirit, their emotions, and their past that have to be rooted out before you can go into dealing with their future. And some people have suppressed those wounds and hurt so much that if you're looking at their face and you're new at learning how to flow in the gifts, they will shake their head at you. They'll look at you like you're crazy. They will cause you to question yourself, to question your gifting, and it can ultimately silence you. So I remembered, he didn't encourage this, but I remembered, I've seen that in the Bible. I've seen that in the Old Testament. Couldn't remember which book, and I started doing a study on it. And that's what the Lord's telling me to tell you. Don't look at their faces. Don't look at their faces. Step out in your authority with confidence. One of the songs, I, did, I wasn't familiar with the songs we sang tonight, but one of them talked about confidence. You know, step out in confidence because you already know who you are in God. And step out in that confidence and in that authority that you have. And he's going to fill your mouth. He's going to give you the words. And I feel he's clearly told me to tell you it's going to be a different approach. Whatever approach you've been using, it's going to be a different approach. And it's, he's going to begin to do a work to soften their hearts. Is it Peggy Lee? Is that it? Okay. It's coming to me. And you had some kind of a baby shower or something. And I loved all the decorations. It's been a few years. But I remember that. It was so cute. All right. Back, back to the spirit. I am a girl. So sometimes we have to talk about these things. Okay. For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged, for in your days, not after we're dead and gone. It's not going to change after we're dead and gone. In your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word, and I will perform it, saith the Lord God. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, behold, they of the house of Israel say the vision that he seeth is for many days to come. Like it's far off in the distant future. We'll never see things turn around. It's hopeless. And he prophesieth of the times that are far off. Verse 28, therefore say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, he repeats himself, there shall none of my words be prolonged anymore, but the word which I have spoken shall be done, saith the Lord. That's what I felt God wanted me to bring to you tonight. Don't entertain the negativity not only from the media, or from co-workers, or from family members, or from preachers. God's not finished with us yet. We are going to win. He destined us to win, and he works and causes us to triumph. Bethany, would you come? Amen. Amen. Y'all doing okay tonight? 
All right. I am so honored to be here. Thank you, Pastor John. Thank you, uh, Pastor Jeff, Pastor uh, Patricia. What an honor it is to be here in the house of the Lord. Um, you know, the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me for a few weeks about a prophetic word to speak to you all tonight, pertaining to the house as well as individual. And, um, you know, 2020 has taught us so many things, so many things, right? And, um, but one of the things that, you know, has re- it has really taught us um, now more so than ever is that we must stand up and fight for our territory, and, and we've got to speak the truth of God, not to alter it, hallelujah, not to alter what the word says and to make it cute, but sometimes the word is actually offensive. And we are in a place where we have to, we must stand and fight for our territory. And so, um, you know, we've got to speak the truth. We've, we've got to stand our ground. And so the enemy has tried to come in and steal what doesn't belong to him. Amen. And, and that's talking about in the spirit. But how many of you know that whatever happens in the natural is an indication of what's taking place in the spirit? Everything that happens in the spirit is going to shake up something in the natural. In fact, the word says that everything that can be shaken, it will be shaken. So we understand that in the year of 2020, that everything that could be shook has been shook, (laughs) you know, and then as we're coming to this region, you know, um, you know, there's been a lot of things. And and, and as I was greeting some of the women um, in the foyer tonight, some of the things I knew of, some of the things I didn't know that y'all have endured and understanding that going to this territory, that not only was the pandemic and, and COVID and all the lockdown or whatever, shutdown, whatever you want to call it, um, that, that we have been under, that you all have endured. But in addition to that, was it 2019 was the explosion, the plant explosion, and then COVID, right? And then after that, then, then 2020, y'all had two uh, major um, hurricanes and flooding and destruction. And then this year, ice storm of all things right and it's coming it's an effect it's affected the territory and it's affected the natural realm and it's affected those things and so you know as we look as we're coming into this region understanding what's going on in the natural um you know even in you know we've been in place positioned you've been in a place positioned to rebuild you've been in not just once you know, I, I'm from New Orleans and um, I have worked hard to try to lose my accent. But when I get upset, it comes out. Sometimes when I preach, it comes out. <laughs> but, um, you know, we went through Hurricane Katrina. I know that y'all know about hurricanes and destruction. And I'm telling you, you know, God will allow destruction. He doesn't cause it, but he allows things in the natural to, to shake us a lot of times. Because, you know, I find that when we don't really understand and we're so, yeah, I'm talking about Christians now, that when we're not really rooted in God and everything in the natural is stripped away, sometimes we don't know who we are because we tie our identity to things or to our position. But then when all of that is gone, then who does God say that you are? And we we don't know who we are because we're not grounded and rooted into into what God has called us to be. So it's amazing that things in the natural, when they become destroyed, that, uh, you know, like I said, when we're not grounded in the word, it causes us to question everything. We question everything. We question everything. But that's okay because God will allow things in the natural to be shaken and to even become destroyed at times to force you into what he's promised. 
A lot of times when things are, you know, shaking, it puts us in a desperate state where we should always be. We should always be desperate for more, as, as Pastor Bev was preaching, more of God. I know that you've come for more. I know that you're hungry for God. Uh, you know, and, and it's so refreshing to be in a place and, and to know that, that people are hungry and searching for God. But, you know, everything that is fought in the natural and in the spirit is over territory. And the night tonight, I want to just share with you just a little bit about protecting your territory. My text tonight, I'm coming out of Nehemiah four. I'm going to reference some of it. Some of the verses I'm going to share with you. You know, I, I, my, we, my husband and I, we've been married five years. We have a three-year-old now, and um, he's an amazing young man. But I tell you, you know, once you become a mom, it's like something totally changes, like within your defense defense system or whatever. I don't even know what you call it. You know, like I'm from New Orleans, so you don't honk the horn because you don't know what they got in the glove box. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, maybe not even in the glove box, but you know, you don't know what they're going to do, you know? And I have to say, it's not just restricted to New Orleans nowadays, right? But I grew up, you know, thinking that way. And uh, I mean, I may, now I'm, you know, we got something for you too, you know? I mean, hey, I believe in that. So um, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And so, but the thing about it, the thing about it is, is when somebody tries to cut me off, when I'm on the way to church and I have my child in the back, I tell you what, I lay on that horn and I'm going to honk and honk and, 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 you know, get upset because there's something that has shifted in my life when I have a child because a woman, you know, we have men, they protect territory in one way, but women, we protect territory in another way, right? And so there's something about women with protecting territory that we have the power, we have authority as men do too, but it's a different, it's totally different. We protect our, our children in a different way than what men do. And so that's what we want to talk about tonight. Um, and I want to, I'm going to skip down here. You know, the thing about it is, is whoever has the land has the power to reproduce in that territory after their own own kind you know and, and when we look at the body of christ is that we have let just any old thing come in and, and we have forsaken the understanding and the and, and the vitality of building the walls to protect what god has given to us and so as a result we become lazy we've been intimidated by the voice of the enemy we're going to talk about sand ballot tonight uh, he was the voice of the enemy that began to lie and conspire with others and 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 i don't want to get ahead of myself but the thing about it is, is we've got to understand that no matter what they say, we have to continue to build the walls because once we build the walls, we can monitor what's coming in and what's coming out. What's coming in, I may have to change, my, you know, we just got rid of cable and I tell you, we can hear the voice of God better than ever, you know, and, and, and protecting ourselves, but, but also protecting our seed and understanding, I'm not preaching, you know, like we can't, the clothesline message and whatever. I'm saying that's something God spoke to us, okay? So nobody freak out, you know, but I'm just saying that that's what God has spoken to us about because we understand we're going to monitor what's coming in our life not just our child I'm not I don't allow myself I'm not going to watch some there's some married couples in church that entertain some movies and think it's okay because you're married really really we've, we've got to we've got to understand and monitor what's coming in and what's coming out 
Nehemiah 4 says rebuild, and we're talking about rebuilding the wall. The restoration of the Jews' promised homeland began to unfold in stages. In chapter 4, they began to rebuild the military defense wall around their capital city. Jerusalem. And this was necessary. Okay. This is protection, right? This was protection for them to protect their territory. I'm telling you that the enemy wants your territory and it's not just a natural thing. Although yes, there are some things, you know, in the natural, but I'm talking about in the spirit realm, because when you understand how to protect your territory in the spirit realm, it's not just for you, but it's for the generations to come. Every fight that you are dealing with right now, it ain't all about you. It's about the generations to come. You know, well, I don't have kids. Well, you know what? There's people that are watching your life in the next generation. And you know what? You have a responsibility to, to lead the example, be the example, and, and protect the territory for them. Amen? So these walls are to provide protection. It controls what comes in, what comes out. Nehemiah 4.1 says, when Sanballat heard, somebody say heard, that we were building the wall, he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jew, the Jews. He began, and this is just my notes here. I'm, I'm finished with that verse right there. He began to gather others around him. Mm. And this is a word for the house tonight. And there's a word for some of you here because the word, Lord began to speak to me about that there are people, even churches and ministers and, and, and so-called preachers that have actually been practicing witchcraft against this house. And the Lord began to tell me to come here today that it is broken. Tonight is broken. That the word curses, let me just break it down really quickly, is that, you know, there's something, there's something, there is religious witchcraft it, because as believers, we understand that when God, he is our creator, and if he spoke everything into existence, I have authority to speak things. And if I'm perverting the words that I'm speaking, meaning that I'm not speaking life and I'm speaking death, you have entered in and engaged in witchcraft. And the enemy has tried to come in to suppress this house, has tried to come in and become critical of this house, become critical and begin to try to, with their words, bring delays. But in Jesus' name we break it tonight its power is broken in Jesus name even those of you in in this room that maybe there are some relationships that God has begun to expose to you yeah maybe I don't need to associate or or be on that same level I'm talking about people in church Okay, I'm talking about your girlfriend. I'm talking about people maybe that you've been calling and talking through. You know, 2020 shook a lot of stuff out for me in the church. And it began to show me that it began to separate the the uh, the fake Christians from the real ones. And and I don't know about you, but I'm ready to just kind of, okay, that's good. And I'm going to pray for them. That's not where I'm going. Because those that, that, that could, they couldn't handle and they didn't have the faith enough to stand and to shake, to hold it out in a pandemic, that ain't where I'm going. And, and that helps me to know who, where my tribe is and who I need to walk with. So sand ballot, thing about it is, is a spirit, a, a sand ballot, so to speak, spirit is a person that they're going to connive and they're going to conspire against you, but not by themselves, but they're going to gather those around because they're intimidated by your rebuilding of the walls and protecting your territory. Because see, Sanballat's agenda is to, he wants full access to your territory to bring whatever he wants into that place. 
so that you are completely unprotected, always wants to have a foothold into your life. And, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit began to show me that um, prophetically, I'll say for this house, um, that the mocking spirit, let me say, even in this house, this is what the Holy Spirit is speaking. And I hope, you know, y'all, I'm submitted under y'all. You, you tell me what, if you want me to shut up or shut up, all right? But that even those within the house, there's been some people that are part of this house that have been critical over the leadership. God's dealing with that. God is exposing that. God is exposing that right now because where we're going, we can't have that. And if you're not with us, then you know what? Hey, you know, we need to either have a time of repentance, but negative words and witchcraft in the house has got to go tonight. And this is an opportunity for us to repent and to turn things around, to choose to sit in the pews and not be critical of what's being uh, said and decisions that are being made. But there is a breaking of that. And you know what? It's exposed. The mocking spirit in the church during the season has been exposed. Let me tell you what's awesome about exposure is that when we expose, when God exposes a spirit to us, it disarms the power of that demonic spirit you no longer have authority or power or can bring delays into my life into my ministry into my family into my marriage because I'm on to you God's given me discernment over that and so I, that's why the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me that over this house even those God is purging the hearts of people those that that have a repented heart are going to change and because of they're going to change the way that they speak they're going to change their mindset of how they even receive the ministry in this house amen Hallelujah, because we're going forward. We're going forward into what God has for us. So God is exposing the sand ballots, the ones that are trying to uh, infiltrate into the territory. Let me scoot down here. Um, anytime that you begin to build walls to protect your promise, come on somebody, you will face opposition. I heard a preacher say one time that whenever you face opposition, that it's confirmation I'm going in the right direction. This is where I need to go. This is the right direction that I need to go. When I feel it's like all hell is breaking loose, I have just shaken something in the heavenlies and the enemy is trying to oppose me. So I know I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep building the wall. I'm going to keep building that. See, Sanballat's name means enemy in secret. Woo! When I saw that, I was like, wow, you know what? God is exposing to us the enemies in our life, in our inner circle, in our ministries that are in secret. They're deceptive. They don't want to be exposed. Satan does not want to be exposed. He does not want people to understand what his objectives, what his uh, agenda is, his schemes are. Because once we understand, then we can disarm it. Enemies in secret. As we begin to take back our territory and rebuild its walls of protection, our enemies in secret, they will begin to manifest. How many of you can say, you know what? 2020 was the year, right? And it seemed like 2021 might we have some more coming, right? And that's okay. That's okay. Thank God for exposure because that brings protection to us that we can go forward. Okay, move out the way. I'm gonna pray for you. God bless you. I love you. But I'm going somewhere and I can't I can't run with those who are going to be critical of the vision that God has for me or who are going to sit and criticize every word in the house that's coming out of my mouth. It's got there has to be a separation. So we have an opportunity for repentance or we have an opportunity, uh, you know. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. 
So the movement, the moment you start surviving is the moment your enemies and secrets start conniving. You know, there's some people who can't handle your success. When you start stepping in closer to the promise, closing in those walls that protect your promise. There's, oh wait, hold on, Bethany, did you did you see that post that she put on there that there was, you know, some kind of success or some kind of whatever. They can't handle that. They can't handle it. And because they can't handle praising and encouraging their brothers and sisters in Christ and their successes, then until there's an attitude change, they will never get to their promise. They will never until there is, there's always room for repentance. So let's be clear on that. So it's okay for you to have your territory, but the moment you start thriving in your territory is the moment other people want you dead. Thank you. They want you dead. I'm going to take you out. The enemy wants to take you out. He wants to take you out if, because he, he, he doesn't want you to close and to protect your territory. He doesn't want you to, to survive or to change your status from single to married. Oh, we got a problem with that you know, or, or whatever it may be, write that first book, write your song, you know, or, or advance in, in, in the business field that you're in. You know, they can't handle it because it, it, it just like, they want that. There's jealousy. Anyway, that's a whole nother teaching for another time for another day. But you know, the prophet, I'm going to go and read this. I think I already said this, but I had highlighted and wrote this earlier today, a prophetic word for this house, the words of witchcraft spoken over this house in this region from other churches is broken tonight in Jesus name. They have seen you as a threat because you contend for the supernatural and have been critical. But as you keep on building your territory, your promise will be protected in Jesus name. And there's more, there's more that God gave me during worship. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, but don't, we can't be, the thing about it is, is we can't be distracted. Here's Sam Ballot and he's getting all these kind of people. Hey, you know what? Let's go in and try to make sure that they don't accomplish what, what they're doing because they're trying to get the promise. You know, we don't, we want to make sure that we have a foothold in there that we can go in and out. He's getting all kinds of people, all kinds of opposition, opposition. In fact, in, um, as you study it out, it was actually like a, a war strategy that they called upon the Jews during that time in the rebuilding process because they were so threatened. Let me tell you, the enemy is so scared right now. Because we are making a decision. The remnant is rising up. The remnant is rising up to close in the gaps, not just to build the wall, but to close in the gaps that the enemy can't even see what's going on. The problem is that we've had in the church as we've let anything just come on in the church, not talking about, let me, let me clarify that because I know somebody going to say something. I'm talking about the church is a place for the broken. I'm not talking about that. But we have accepted the world's view and sin's view. And we have forsaken preaching the truth of the Lord. As I spit all over the place, you know that's when the Holy Ghost moving. <laughs> but that's what we've done. And so we've got to stand and we've got to, we've got to contend for the promises of God. Um, let me scoot down here just a minute we're taking back you're we're taking back our territory you know that's half the battle taking back the territory is half the battle but protecting completes your assignment it's great that you have that territory but that's not enough we have got to protect 
what God has given to us. We've got to protect that. And that is what completes that assignment. Let me say, when we build those walls, we still got to monitor it. We've still got to watch. We still got to see. And we still got to know. But the thing about it is that I love so much is that even though Nehemiah, they knew Sambalat's schemes, they knew the things that were trying to come against them, all those different things, but they were determined within themselves to stay focused, to stay focused. This is what God has called me to do. This is what God, you know, the thing about it is, is the enemy doesn't have to do anything else in your life, but to steal your focus. If he's stolen your focus, he doesn't really have to do anything else. Ironically, the year 2020, what we could all say, right? Is it year of vision? How many people do you know today that were in church maybe this time last year or, or, or January 2020? They ain't nowhere to be found. Not to condemn, not to judge, but the fact of the matter is they have lost their focus. They have lost their focus. We have to keep our focus on God. We have to got to keep, okay, let me read this. Closing the gaps real quick. I'm going to try to wrap it up real quick. Nehemiah chapter four, verses four through six. It says, hear us, our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in the land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight. For they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height. For the people worked with all their heart. They worked with all their heart, you know, and, and the thing as we read, you know, continue reading the, this, this story, you'll find that they, you know, they completed, you know, rebuilding the wall. It wasn't just halfway. And God doesn't want us to do things halfway. You know, and a lot of people because, oh, did you hear what they said? Did you hear this? Did you hear what, you know, did you see that post? Did you see that tweet that so-and-so did? You've lost your focus. You know, lost your, and you can allow those things to, you just stop halfway when God wants you to complete it. God wants you to complete that thing. He wants you to complete what he's called you to do. Um, you know, Sam Ballot doesn't want you to close in the gaps. And this is where they move in these verses. They're not only rebuilding the walls, they're halfway, but they also understood the importance of closing in those gaps. Sin lieth at the door. It waits. It waits for just a gap, just a little road in to have you. And we've got to stay on guard. Where in the Bible does it say, when you come to church, you can take your armor off. It's cool. You know, you're in a safe place. And let me tell you, you know, the devil comes to church too. And don't start looking at your neighbor and you know, all that stuff. Okay. But we've got to close in our gaps everywhere that we go. We've got to protect our territory. We got to protect the promise that God has given to us. Amen. Let me scoot down, scoot down. Um, here's how we defeat sand ballot through prayer preparation and action you know in verse 9 it says we met the threats of the enemy there's the remnant right now i'm telling you the remnant right now in the body of christ is ready to meet the threats of the enemy we are ready we have our hammer and we have our sword as you read out which i won't go into all of that but as you read out that they had in one hand the tools to rebuild and then they were okay you know with having in the other hand uh, a sword because they were ready Okay, come on. You want to, you, you know, we, we, that's where we've got to get our fight back. 
We've got to get our fight back. We've got to understand, I've got to complete this. I have to complete this assignment, and I'm not going to be worried about what the enemy says. Let the enemy say what he wants. i got something for him when he comes, right? We've got, we've got to understand who we are, whose we are, and what God has called us to do in this season. We have to understand that this season that we are in is all about territory. It's all about the generations, you know, and I do believe, and I know that there is a revival that is coming. It's not just coming, but it's activated now. It's activated right now, but we've got to understand that we, we need to be a part to, in order to be a part of that. We've got to be those that stand to complete building the walls to protect the territory. Faith is action. We defeat our enemies in secret by making our actions of faith public. Even when you don't feel like it. You know, even if you got to ride on somebody else's faith, go ahead and do it. If you feel like you don't have enough strength because you've been through so much, you know what? You got to get with some people that understand how to war and understand how to build and understand that, you know what? If I link myself with people like this, then we're going to see the promise come. We're going to close out the enemy. He's not welcome here in this place, in my territory, my family, in the generations. We've got to understand. We got to get our fight back hallelujah hallelujah there's so much more but i'm skipping over a lot of it um tonight but let me just in verses 11 and 12 also our enemy said before they know it or see us we will be right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to the work then the jews who lived near them came and told us 10 times over Wherever you turn, they will attack us. Have you ever felt like that? <laughs> Everywhere I turn, there's something. I mean, you got the explosion at the plant 2019. You got, you know, not only COVID, not only all that, you know, stuff that's taking place, but then we've got two floods. Okay, great. All right. That's great. You know, and then 2021, we got to freeze. At every hand, it's like we're being attacked. It's affecting our territory. We're constantly having to rebuild. We're constantly having to redo things. We're constantly, oh gosh, how much more can I take of this? And then in the, in the midst of that, having to deal with everything else. Our family, this one and that one that, you know, ain't acting right and causing problems, you know, and all, all of this kind of stuff. You know, We've got to refocus and we've got to understand that what's shaken up the natural is the spirit realm. And God is calling us to be a part of the remnant and calling us to stand up, to fight, to complete what he has called us to do. And don't allow sand ballots threats to distract you. Don't stop halfway. Don't stop halfway. God has called us to finish. God is a finisher. We are his children. You know, we, we, we are called to finish too. We are called to be the vessels that God works through that he can help us finish what he's called us to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I just want to challenge you to make a decision tonight to refuse to be bullied by the threats of sand ballot. Refuse. You know, there's some people that don't understand why you come to church. There's some family members that don't understand why you're coming to church. Why are you going to that church? Why are you going to, why, why are you going on a Friday night? And, you know, it, it doesn't really matter. It hurts. You know, critical spirit hurts. 
But, but we're coming to a place of the shakeout of that in the church. We're coming to a place of a shakeout of the mocking spirit in the church. We're coming to a place where those that would choose to sit and be critical and then get on the phone and talk about everything they did or didn't like in the service. You know what? There's, really? You're, you're called, you are bringing delays in the house of God with your witchcraft words that you call yourself a Christian but you're not even supporting. So if you're not going to support, then go find another church or ministry that will tolerate your demons until you get deliverance. Because this place is going somewhere. This place is going somewhere. We, we got, ain't nobody got time for that. Right? We don't have time for that. God has called us to finish what he's called us to, uh, what he's called us to finish. Praise God. That was really good. Um, he's called us to build the walls. Amen. And we're going to make a decision. We'll just challenge you tonight that, you know, the Holy Spirit and a few more things uh, as far as prophetic words. I don't want to forget to say that. And I know the Holy Spirit was stirring Josh some things that he wanted to speak prophetically um, tonight or maybe not. I thought so. Um, but, you know, I just want to encourage you to keep building, keep building. I know I can't imagine all of the devastation. I'm not even going to act like I can relate to all of the devastation. I have endured some with Katrina. I, you know, lost our home. We weren't able to get to our home for 10 days. Mold took, oh, uh, you know, all of that. I understand, you know, rebuilding. But could it be that God is, is going to cause such a revival to come out of this place? Could it be that the enemy tried to come in to bring such discouragement and to try to, you know, endeavor to get the focus off, but he, he's, his efforts have failed. Amen. And God's bringing us to a different place. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's bringing us to a different place. So keep hammering. Amen. Keep building. Keep that sword on too, because you're going to need it. Amen. Hallelujah. The more you keep building, the closer you are getting to shutting out the enemy from having access to your territory. Keep on. Come on. Even if you're the only one in your family, even if you're the only one among your peers, keep on doing it. People are noticing a difference that's in your life. They notice that there's something that's different uh, in you. You are being a light even when you don't feel like you're being a light. Amen. The Lord says tonight, I'm silencing the critics. I'm silencing the backbiters, the liars. I'm silencing them. Uh, and, and, and there's a great comeback that's coming. Your setback is an opportunity for a comeback. And the Lord says that what I'm about to do is a great, great thing. I'm going to do a great thing. A comeback is coming. Uh, um, read here real quick. He is sending new relationships to this house. This is what I got during worship. He's sending new relationships to this house and not decoys to the promise. They're going to be devoted to the promise of this house. They're not going to be decoys. They're going to be people who are kingdom connections who will lock arms with you to see you to the promise. This is for the house as a whole. This is personal too. Hallelujah. He's bringing kingdom connections. A new season of clarity and discernment is coming over this leadership. God is sending people that will have stickability. Hallelujah. They're not going to be double-minded. They're not going to be wishy-washy. They're not going to be um, in confusion. They're not going to have the confusion. Hallelujah. Amen. And tonight we break the effects of betrayal. I don't know where the, I'm just being yielded to the spirit. We break the effects 
of betrayal that the enemy has tried to come in in this past season to bring betrayal into your life but the enemy doesn't even know that he's got some radical women and radical men that are going to bounce back even when the enemy tried to bring us and to suppress us amen the wolves in sheep clothing are being exposed praise god speak with a new boldness and you won't second guess. It's going to be a new season you're going in to this pastoral leadership here is that you're going to speak with a new boldness and you're not going to second guess it. But you will speak forth with force of the spirit in this new season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you, God, that tonight is a night of, of reversal of what the enemy tried to do, of what the enemy tried to bring in destruction. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing healing to those who are broken, for those that are, uh, you know, feel like they can't take anything else, that they, they can't take anything else. So, oh God, and I thank you that you expose for a reason to disarm the demonic forces that are trying to take us out. I thank you that we have power over every demonic spirit, Lord God, through your authority, through the authority of Christ. Lord, we step in our authority. We step in that authority tonight. God, and we say to you, Lord, God, that we will rebuild the wall. We will finish it. God, we will build, God, and we will war against the enemy. Lord, I thank you that you have given this house a promise. I thank you, God, I, not even just one location, God, but I even in my spirit, God, that there's multiple locations. God, whether that be two, I don't know, Lord, but God, I just thank you. I even sit in the spirit, begin to begin to hear and see that even there's going to be land. I see land. I see a, even a new place. God, and I thank you for that. I thank you, God, for uh, for increase to come spiritually and financially. I thank you that there will even be business people that will come to uphold, oh God, and to, uh, to, uh, to give towards the vision in Jesus' name. And we call them in. We call them in as we have broken the critical spirit, as we have broken the delays that the enemy has tried to bring within in this house it's broken it is powerless in Jesus name and therefore things are going to start happening quickly things are going to accelerate the promises that, that you have called for this house are coming quickly in Jesus name we thank you Lord for your promise for each and every one of us the things that you have called us to that you have called us for oh God God and we ask that you would break any barriers that you would anything that the enemy even relationships that you're dealing with us that we might need to sever God give us the boldness give us the courage God to stand up and do the right thing do the right thing do the thing that you have been stirring our hearts some of you for months God has been speaking to you about severing and getting rid of some relationships and the Lord says that if you would obey my voice see what I will do see those things that you have been praying for that seemingly have been withheld but it's been withheld because you haven't obeyed and the Lord says obey obey what I'm telling you to do begin to sever those relationships relationships and see what I will do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, Pastor John, when Bethany was praying and she said, uh, you know, we only met just a few times and not, maybe not even 10 minutes because always at a service. And when she was saying multi-location, I heard two and three, you know, and I don't know if that's a desire in your heart, but, and when she was praying that I heard those words and, uh, there's a hunger there's a hunger in this house. There's a hunger in this house, man. I, and during worship, there was such a peace in here. And, you know, I, I was sitting there in worship and I'm going to share real quick what the Lord said. And 
Actually, I was just, I wasn't going to say anything. My wife's like, you heard something from God? <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe. And, <laughs> and then she's like, well, you got to go up there. I was like, no, no, don't worry about it. But, you know, a couple of years ago, there was a time, I don't know if you're my mother-in-law, but, you know, women's ministry is her baby in our church. And uh, my wife does the worship and she does a lot of the speaking. And there was a time where none of them could be at service. And she's like, Josh. I need you to preach at women's night. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I've spoken a lot of church service, but never at a woman's service. <laughs> and I said, what are they going to, you know, Beth and I have been married like two years at that time. And I said, what are they going to think of me as a man coming to them at a ladies' night? Seriously. And, 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 and I want to tell you this because I, and, and God wants you to know how important you are. And so I prayed. And I said, God, I have no idea. I mean, give me men's night. Come on, we got bench press and barbecue, and we are good. <laughs> you know, we just get loud and do all kind of things and act like little boys, and everyone's happy, right? But women's night, I don't know. And he said, tell them this. They are king makers or they're king breakers. And I spoke on that that night. And God says, by your words, come on, your husband will really be the elevated Come on, or he will be downcast. And I spoke that, and so there's just such power in you. But when it was in worship tonight, I heard this. Because, see, there is a rise of women in this land. See, I believe there's going to be a great outpouring, and God is going to use women. I know there's someone said earlier, and I can't remember who, at some point at one time, you know, the women's voice really wasn't elevated. But listen. God needs you to speak. But I'm going to tell you what, men need you to speak. And I was worshiping and I heard this. He said, God just said this. He said, Josh, Hannah's birth Samuels. And if you looked at it, Hannah was not in a good place. Matter of fact, she was desperate and she was crying out. And Eli, the priest, he should have been able to understand that this was travail going on inside the woman, but he didn't have the wisdom. But Hannah, come on, Hannah cried out and she went to God. And I'm going to tell you what she named the destiny of that baby before he ever came forth. He said she, she, she gave him the Nazarite vow. He didn't have a choice. But it said of Samuel that the Lord was with him and none of his words ever fell to the ground. And not only Samuel stood, come on, and he anointed two kings. You are king makers. Come on, you are king birthers. And, and, and it doesn't have to be, I understand that there's been things going on in the region in people's life, but it was in the place of desperation and crying out that the birthing came forth. And I just believe that God wants to encourage you that, that the, 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 the desperation will cause the travailing, which produces the birthing, which produced the seed that was royalty. Yes. See, you are king makers. Yes. Amen. Amen. And this lady right here, you have such a spirit of joy upon you. It hasn't always been easy, I feel. But every time I look at you, I just want to smile. And I'm going to tell you right now, people need that. There is such a joy 
and peace on you. It's contagious. I can feel it. I can even feel it now. I was up, turn back and run during service, and I'm smiling. I look at you, and I'm smiling again. I'm like, hey, if you're having a bad day, just look at my sister and smile. Amen. <laughs> but I just want to... It's contagious. And you've got a hurting world that needs it. I don't know. Um. Amen. 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 I stand. I want to preach. Bethany, you're never going to speak here again. Um, actually, Bethany uh, preached um, a message that I have in the back of my Bible on sand ballot and Tobiah. Um, I was going to preach it Sunday, but I mean, if you, if you want to stay, you guys want to stay, you're welcome to stay. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been waiting on the moment when to preach that message. And so, thank you. I want you to get ready to give to this ministry and, um, who did anybody get anything out of tonight? Would you dig in your purse and get an offering, get a check, make a check out to the gathering place and, um, We'll make one check out uh, before they leave. You can text to give. The number's on the screen. You can go to our website, tgp.church, forward slash give, and you can give there. But I want, you to, I want you to give something. If you don't have money, tap your neighbor on the shoulder, get some money from them, take a button off your shirt, give something. So into the moment. Things that were spoken tonight, many of you, if you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. I'm sorry. Uh, Jacob has an offering envelopes for you. I apologize. I don't normally do this on Sunday, so I'm not a good offering uptaker. Um, words were spoken tonight that will haunt you the rest of your life in a good way because things were cut off tonight. Ideologies were cut off tonight. Mindsets were cut off tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love the Bilbo's because they'll come into a territorial region and start just swinging. And um, they're deliverance ministers, prophetic ministers, and that's what they're, what's their assignment on their life. And so I'm going to give you a couple more minutes and then save with, stand with me. Yeah, if you're writing a check, make it out to TGP. Once you have your gift, you can stand. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. As we give, as we give, Father, I thank you that your blessing is upon it. Lord, I thank you that you're removing even the, the poverty mentality. Father, I thank you that every person is blessed. We thank you for a thousand times more blessing upon each person. Father, we thank you that you brought the Bilbo's here for such a time as this to remind us of protecting our territory. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that they've been brought to this house for in this appropriate season, God. 
to challenge and to push us as men and women of God, for leaders, Father, to shine light and to expose us to different thoughts and trails of thought and, and, and the, 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 the prophetic unction of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for that. Father, we just thank you that as we give into this moment, as we give into this moment, you're, you're, you're opening the heavens over each person. We're not giving into a ministry to a man, to a woman. We're giving into the kingdom so that the kingdom can expand. So the kingdom can, can be fruitful and multiply. We thank you for it. We thank you, Lord. We bless each person tonight. In Jesus' name. Okay, amen. Uh, grab the offering bucket. I guess Jacob's probably looking for one. I just feel the prophetic anointing in here, and I'm, and I'm, about, and I'm going in a different direction. So we're going to give really fast. You know, our offering buckets are probably in the storage room over in Beaumont, so forget that. Okay. Thank you. Uh, what we're going to do is... <clears throat> There's the offering box. And so what we're going to do is we're going to move this podium, and then um, if you want prayer, which I know most of you will, after you give, Lord Jesus. No one take a picture of that. Um, um, after you give, place it. Or pl I'm sorry. Put the, your gift in here, and then if you want prayer, just stay up here with us, and we're going to pray with you guys. So you come now at this time. Thank you so much for your giving. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, look in there. You can place in this silver thing too. This that's a lot better than anywhere. 